the midterms begins at CPAC, Texas. Join President Trump, Sean Hannity, Steve Bannon, and a packed house of conservative all-stars. With your help, we will take back the House. We will win the Senate. A big red wave is coming. It all starts at CPAC, Texas. Fire Pelosi. Save America. And then a Republican president will return to the White House. Who, who, who will that be? The American Conservative Union is responsible for the content of this advertising. It's Saturday, 30 uh, July, the year of our Lord, 2022. We're live here in the war room. Uh, A packed show today. We're going to spend a lot of time out in Arizona. We're talking about a lot about what's going to happen on Tuesday in this huge primary day, but particularly we're going to spend time in the railhead of all that with uh, Carrie Lake, hopefully Lara Logan, Jim Marchant, big uh, evolution out there today on the uh, voter integrity deep certification process, all of it as we lead up to Tuesday's big day. It's 100 in a wake up, 100 uh, days tomorrow starting um to the midterm elections, uh, I, as I keep saying, the most important midterm election, at least since 1862, in the early years of the Civil War. I wanted to start off a huge event happening in Dallas, Texas. Couldn't be a better place to do it than in Dallas, Texas. CPAC Dallas uh, commences this week, Thursday, uh, and we will be there out there live. We'll talk all about that, but I want to bring in Mercedes and Matt Schlapp. First, before we talk about the event itself, the purpose of the event, what you hope to accomplish, why people should come, uh, what you hope they leave with, I, I want to talk about 100 and Wake Up. And I want to thank our colleagues over at MSNBC. After we've talked about this now for a couple of days, they ripped us off on the Chiron this morning. I think tonight they have a special on 100 days to election. So MSNBC, we love you following the war room. Also, on Monday, I can't do it today, but on Monday, we had teams look at the Ari Melber special on um, the Ari Melber special. He did a one-hour special. They played it twice at 6 and then again at, at 9 o'clock about um, J6, the committee, and the plot, and the coup. And I got to tell you, Ari, because we're big fans of Ari Melber in his show, um, you got to bring the heat. That was extraordinarily weak. And we've got a lot of people going through that, but uh, it didn't. It not only didn't deliver. At the end, the professor came on and really knocked the ball out of the park about what one of the central uh, issues is, and that is independent state legislatures, independent state legislatures. And That's she right. Talked about this massive case before the Supreme Court. Matt, I want to get into all that with you. Let me start with Mercedes. Hundred and a wake up. We've talked about a red tsunami. We've talked about a red wave. Mansion comes out this week with this and all they're talking about is you know you're not talking about the recession anymore you're not talking about the, the catastrophic uh, implosion of the american economy mercedes we're talking about uh the green new deal how this is going to save millennials uh this is going <laughs> to this is going to crush inflation although i want you to go to my getter account the professor from wharton did a economic analysis on the inflation uh what is the inflation control act right the, the bill back better is now the inflation control act not orwelling at all his quote in his analysis, I have in the headline, is that it is substantially indistinguishable from zero. And he's not a partisan. He said the, when he looked at this about what it would do for inflation, his quote was uh, indistinguishable from zero. So it's a total farce. Mercedes Schlapp, where do we stand on the eve of 100 days to November 8th, ma'am, your assessment? Well, look, I feel that we're in a very strong position moving into the last 100 days of this election, this election going into the midterm elections. You know, I have the, the enthusiasm on our side, on the Republican side, on the conservative side 
it's uh, it just is so much stronger than where the Democrats are. And look, when you look at Senator Joe Manchin, it was a last minute desperate attempt to try to give the Democrats some sort of win. And their biggest concern, Steve, obviously, is the rise of premiums uh, that would have impacted and hit about the time of October, right before the elections. They couldn't afford an, a, an increase in premiums for Obamacare. They had to subsidize the program, as we know. And so Joe Manchin had to cave in and uh, basically come up with a deal, which would include these ridiculous climate uh, subsidies, these electric vehicle subsidies that now the New York Times says, oh, my goodness, the Democrats are focused in transforming our energy industry and our auto industry. That is outrageous when you have Americans that are being forced to pay higher electricity prices, higher gas prices. They have no interest in buying an electric vehicle because guess what? They're unaffordable. So this makes it very challenging, I think, for the Democrats. They want to have some sort of win. They thought they could do this through the legislative process. I think it's going to fall flat because for, for crying out loud, the Biden administration, they can't even define what a recession is. They can't even define what a woman is. It is they are a lost, a lost party. They actually don't know what a taco is, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> That's a use it. Well, I'm going to get back to Mercedes in a second about this tectonic plate shift on demographics. But Matt, let me ask you, you've, you've been in this town a couple of three years. Is Manchin's, <laughs> was this, is this the biggest tell we've had that Joe Manchin and, and those Democrats, because it came out of nowhere, is it the biggest tell we have that Manchin and the Democrats truly now are worried about losing the Senate? So this is the last payday for their donors, their corporate sponsors and the lobbyists, sir? You know, my view of Manchin has always been the following. He is a liberal who gets elected because he looks like he must be a moderate. He's big and tall and <laughs> square jawed and talks right and shoots right. But he's a liberal. And he uh, and so he's playing this game. Do I run for reelection to the Senate in a state of West Virginia, which is increasingly obviously the most pro Trump state and increasingly conservative, uh, increasingly dubious of Washington, D.C., which is a totally different from its history? Uh, or uh, am I going to go be a lobbyist on K Street? Am I going to just kind of be uh, feted at parties all over by Democrats? So I think what this really told us is Manchin's looking at West Virginia and saying, yeah, it's going to be awfully hard for me to win again. So now I'm going to go back and play a footsie uh, with with Schumer and the Democrats. So that my view is, is this. Uh, we're going to pick up that West Virginia Senate seat. And uh, Joe Manchin just helped us a whole bunch. In 24. Mercedes, uh, we're going to go to we're going to go to uh, te te CPAC, Texas. We'll talk about it in a second, but we're going to take the show on the road even after that into the great state of Texas. Uh, you've been at the forefront of uh, of trying to change this party to be a more of a working class, middle class party and particularly focus on the Hispanic vote. Is anything you've seen in the last 48 hours in this city, in the imperial capital, do you believe going to thwart <laughs> the enthusiasm of working class and middle class Hispanics to support Republican candidates, ma'am. Yeah, I look, I think what you're seeing is so many more of these candidates who like a yes, yes, Lee Vega, who's out in the area of Virginia in a very competitive district. Uh, obviously, you're seeing the Meyer Flores down in Texas as well. These are Latinas that are running that the New York Times have the audacity to call them far right. Why? Because they love America. Why? Because they are pro-family. They are pro-life. They are pro-border security. That's the definition of what the New York Times 
call these women far right, which is an absolute outrage. And they really have uh, resonated in their races. They're willing to say they are proud conservatives. They are willing to say that they, you know, have voted for Donald Trump. And I think, Steve, what you're finding is, is that more and more of these candidates are actually Latinas or Latinos running in these local, state, federal races. They're, and they're gaining momentum. They can win these very competitive races. So look, it's really, you know, I've spent a lot of time, especially doing Hispanic outreach in states like Florida and Texas and Nevada. And what you're finding is that more and more Hispanics are rejecting the culture language of the left. They are rejecting the indoctrination of their children. And in essence, what where they were traditionally more Democrat now you're finding that they're more into this independent, you know, swing voter mentality where Republicans can make inroads if we play it smart and uh, be able to connect with them and keep them on the side of the conservative movement, which obviously in Texas, we're going to see a lot of Hispanics who will be attending and are going to be part of this because it's important for them to become part of this grassroots movement and part of something uh, that's that's that rejects socialism and rejects this cultural uh, destruction of America. Do you think we've put the resources and the focus and the effort in these final hundred days? Do you see it right now or do you still think there's more to do to make sure that we have a blowout, you know, shock the New York Times, shock the Democratic establishment, shock Wall Street, uh, turnout of over 50 percent of Hispanic voters? Because if you get close to 50 percent or over 50 percent, it, it'll be uh, it'll, this, this will be this will be crushing blows to the Democratic Party because they never saw this coming. Do you think we've made right. the commitment, and the resources to make that happen in the last hundred days? You know, that's a great question, because you're going to have to view that from a candidate standpoint and obviously from what they're doing from the, the the Republican Party standpoint. You know, I don't think it's enough. I know during the Trump campaign, we it was one of the I think one of the best things that happened is because the campaign really didn't understand necessarily on how to deal with the Hispanics. They just handed it off to myself and like three other people. And we just ran with it. And we were able to be very aggressive on earned media for Donald Trump, uh, very aggressive on uh, investing in Spanish language media, especially in the radio and in, on TV. Uh, you got to remember, it, it's similar to the English language media, the Spanish language media, for the most part, they are uh, you know, they are going to be completely on the left. That's what they do. They have advocacy journalism similar to CNN, similar to MSNBC. They hated Donald Trump. They hated our message. They want open borders. So we're fighting against that establishment, the media, Spanish media establishment, which is a huge problem. So it is critical, I think, to watch for the party and for these candidates to invest in getting earned media uh, in the Spanish language uh, media space, as well as investing money in that as well. And I think we'll see what they do. Uh, it's going to be curious. I think it's going to be kind of a state by state basis, uh, but it's going to be critical, especially as we enter into the general election. Matt, you've seen sources now buying, you know, Hispanic la language radio station, particularly yep. some of the one of the classic ones down in Miami. A lot of people come to me and say, look, because of the convergence of economics, their incompetence, their radical agenda, people waking up to this, you know, we, this could be 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, D plus eights, tens, twelves, everything's in play, particularly with the key that picks the lock, this conservative, uh, this 
this sleeping conservative Hispanic vote. Do you believe that the leadership wants those types of victories? Because a lot of chatter, you know, and I'm, we're not conspiracy theorists, but do you get a sense that they're just they're comfortable with a 10, 20, 25 seat pickup that gives them the majority, but they don't have to get those marginal MAGA candidates that could come yeah. in with a big <laughs> sweeping 40 or 50? Well, what is your sense? I think some a lot of people uh, are afraid of what the big wave could turn out on the beach. Uh, you know, they're used to a certain kind of candidate, you know, was a state senator, was a state rep, uh, you know, a cozy relationship with the local chamber of commerce. I don't see that out there when Mercy and I travel. We see a whole different kind of candidate. They're going to be more independent. Yes, they ran under the banner of the elephant, but the elephant isn't what motivates people. I'm a proud Republican, but it's not the elephant that's getting it done. It's this idea of defending America and and stepping up against all the elite power structures that are trying to destroy the central focus of that is religion and the family in America. And uh, so I get the sense it's much more independent. Let me say, Steve, on this radio thing, Radio Mom B and all these big uh, these these tools that we could always use to get around the left wing media was Spanish radio, uh, Hispanic radio all throughout Southern Florida and a lot of other important states. And Soros is buying these radio stations. And by the way, using a former uh, CPAC chairman to do it, which is really disgraceful. The uh, they're tr they're so smart. They're trying to take away every tool we have. But what do we know in Texas and Florida that Hispanics have often voted over 50 percent uh, for the Republican? And what I see in these other states is those Hispanic voters are starting to mirror what has happened uh, historically in Florida and Texas. And why is that? I think Mercy said it perfectly because they believe that boys are boys. They believe that girls are girls. They, they don't believe that parents are domestic terrorists and they are offended at this war on religion. They just think it is repugnant and terrible and they don't love socialism. Yes, they think sometimes government needs to do things. So when we hit the libertarian argument on economics, that doesn't always ring true. But my Lord, they, they are scared to death over the fact that they're going to lose their kids to this t toxic culture we have. So we have a real uh, we have a real chance. But you're right. I think uh, Mitch McConnell looks at who might come to Washington, especially in the House. And I, I think it might keep him up at night a little bit. Yeah. OK, hang on for a second. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back with Mercedes and Matt Schlapp. The uh, timing of CPAC Dallas was not random. It basically is going to end with 90 days to go. We're going to talk about what they hope to accomplish this coming week in Dallas, Texas. Be back in the warm in just a moment. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Our guests are uh, Mercedes and Matt Schlapp, uh, the heads of, they run CPAC, ACU. Uh, they're out uh, with a great podcast, a former Wall Street titan turned populist nationalist. That's the one <laughs> and only Bill Walton has got a great show, got a great show on every Monday night, a great podcast. Uh, and he understands the problem we got with the Federal Reserve. He's got a, he understands the problem with the Treasury and what Wall Street's done to our beloved country. Mercedes, I want to start with you. Um, what, what's the purpose? Why, why have a CPAC in burning hot Dallas, Texas in the first week of August? What's the purpose? What's your mission? What are you trying to accomplish? 
Great question. Well, look, I think we all know that there are the great free states like my home uh, state of Florida and uh, as well as uh, Texas, where you've seen the leadership, you've seen strong leadership coming from the state level to put the federal government in their place. I mean, what Texas has had to endure when it comes to the chaotic border crisis with little help from the federal government, what they've been able to do to ensure that Texas stays red, that more companies, more corporations are fleeing blue states and going over and moving over to Texas because it has a better economic environment. I mean, those are the success stories of when you have governments that run well, state governments that run well, that push back against the, I think, the burdensome authoritarian type of federal government that we see under President uh, President Biden. And obviously for Texas, it's a great place for people to come easily across the country. As we know, uh, CPAC not only brings folks from across the country, but from across the globe. Uh, we always have uh, folks, conservatives coming from Europe. We obviously just finished CPAC Israel, and we'll have individuals also coming representing uh, folks from the state of Israel, so from the country of Israel. So I think that, Steve, what we're looking at right now is that, as you were mentioning, 90 days to the midterm elections, making sure that we're uh, connecting the right people, making sure that Republicans are energized, focused with the right messaging to go into the midterm elections so that we're able to have a red wave, not only at the federal level. I know we always talk about the congressional races and the Senate races, but also at the local and state levels. I can't tell you how many individuals I've spoken to at CPAC who are so inspired after CPAC, and then they go and run for school board. And they really take these risks of saying, my voice matters. I want to be part of this dialogue. And now I know how to build uh, the right coalitions, the right grassroots uh, to get it done. And we do do a boot camp, a grassroots activism boot camp uh, to get individuals prepared so that we know what we're looking for when it comes to election fraud, to make sure people get involved and become uh, precinct captains or poll watchers, all very, par- m- very much an important part of ensuring election integrity as we move into the midterm elections. Let me play, if I can ask Denver, let's play, I want to play the spot again, and I want to ask Matt a specific question about the spot. Let's play it. The countdown to the midterms begins at CPAC, Texas. Join President Trump, Sean Hannity, Steve Bannon, and a packed house of conservative all-stars. With your help, we will take back the House. We will win the Senate. A big red wave is coming. It all starts at CPAC, Texas. Fire Pelosi. Save America. And then a Republican president will return to the White House. Who, who, who will that be? The American Conservative Union is responsible for the content of this advertising. Uh, oh, so in, in that ad, by the way, people are focused, as Mercedes just said, uh, this build up, the work, people coming together, school boards, election boards. Uh, uh, clearly, the state legislature is vitally important, and obviously, the House and the Senate. But it's a two-part thing there, Matt. Fire Pelosi, save America. You're also going to talk about the agenda because I'm telling people, we this can't be like the Tea Party in 2010. It can't be like 2016. When we get it this time, there has to be fundamental change. Or people, they're, they're, giving, they're going to give us an opportunity. They're listening to our message. They're prepared to back us. But the second part of the equation, Matt, I know you're going to have the Fire Pelosi part. Everybody coming together the messaging, what you need to do to run a campaign, 90 days got to come together. What's the second part of the equation, the Save America? What are are we going to see at CPAC 
that's going to lay out the agenda starting in January 2023? Well, it's a little bit of a veiled threat here. I mean, you know, we've gotten away from this idea. Uh, you know, I'm a proud conservative. You're a proud conservative. Mercy is. But the word conservative isn't it's a type of American you are. Right. And uh, we're fighting just for America. It's broader than just what type of America you like. Uh, they don't believe in America. We do. We think its founding is important. And our vehicle to get power and to, to save America is the Republican Party, which has, as you said, you said 1862 at the beginning of the show. What a proud tradition we have with the reason for the uh, for the Republican Party's creation was to save the union. Well, this is our call once again. So our call to the Republican Party is know why you're there. And what you're there to do is to save the country by fighting, fighting, fighting for the principles we share. And too many times the Republican Party has been, at least in the legislative sense, has been way too soft and way too accommodating. And we give up everything. We've given up so much. We got nothing. We got no ground left to give up. So there's no more time for these stupid compromises. Now they have to compromise with us. And one of the things that Republicans have to decide when we get this power in the House and the Senate, and I believe we will get it in both, even though the Senate looks a little dodgy right now, um, you know, we have to decide what's the most important principle that we fight in that very first budget battle, Steve, because uh, what's happened with these Senate Republicans is they destroyed these Republican speakers because they say the Senate will only go along this far and no further, which basically means the Senate is willing to accommodate with whatever that Democrat president wants. And if the Senate Republicans decide to do that again and give Biden essentially what he wants in that first budget battle because or that first budget vehicle, because we don't really believe in fighting, I think it's going to be so demoralizing for the people uh, who we're meeting with around the country that I think the need for the Republican Party is going to ebb. And so part of this uh, message at CPAC is, is like, we're with you guys, but you've got to, you know, this is a line wow. in the sand. You've got to defend wow. these principles as we're not going to have a country anymore. Wow. Uh, Mer Mercedes, one of the things that Matt and you guys have done under your watch is that you, you understand that they're like-minded people throughout the globe. And so whether it's been Japan or Brazil Taking, I know CPAC just got back from Israel, this the monumental uh, event you had in Israel with all the young people, the, the, the watching it was incredible. Um, you've gone to Hungary. Uh, this week, you're going to have Viktor Orban. And I believe, I don't think, I think the mainstream media, even with Bannon and yeah. Trump, their heads and are other people showing up, their, 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 heads, their heads are exploding now and wait till after you talk. So, right. what is the task and purpose of, first off, expanding and taking CPAC throughout the world. I think you go to Mexico right in early September. What is the right. task and purpose of that? And why uh, why bring a Viktor Orban that's going to bring down the wrath of the of the uh, pearl-clutching, virtue-signaling <laughs> legacy media ma'am? You take the global piece. I'm going to take the Orban piece. <laughs> so look, I, you know, Matt's done a lot more of the traveling uh, around the world and has these really remarkable stories. I've kind of had to stay back and be home with the kids. But uh, and, but we did have a chance to go to CPAC Israel. And I think one of the things that I'm learning as we're going across the globe is that this cry for freedom is not just an American phenomenon. It's a, an, a, it's a phenomenon of the world. I mean, Matt had an opportunity. We had a chance to, uh, to basically interview Natan Sharansky, who was a former political prisoner in the Soviet Union. Um, and he has this amazing book called The Case for Democracy. And I got to tell you, he talks about 
the critical moments, the critical uh, moment of knowing that a free society is critical, is important for uh, strengthening individuals, uh, you know, where authoritarian governments destroy the human spirit. And, and if you do, you want to be in a society where you're able to basically debate each other and have critical views and be able to, uh, you know, know that, that no one, no government's going to shut you down. And so the left, what they want to do, Steve, they want to do everything they can to label all of us as far right. They do this in Europe all the time. If you're a pro-lifer in Germany, you're a far right individual. For the Democrats and the left, this is a game of labels. This is a game of destro destroying the other side. They don't want to play nice at all. And so what we find is that when we're traveling across the globe, they are going through similar problems that we're having here in America, whether it be fake news, whether it be trying to destroy you because you are conservative and you stand for the family and you stand for uh, loving your country and loving freedoms. And so part of it is how do we exchange these ideas and how do we make sure that we build strong conservative movements? And they're going to be different in different parts of the world, but the fact is that they are able to build their own coalitions to then, you know, run effective governments. Let me jump in on this thing in Israel, Steve. Yeah, sure. What yeah. Natan Sharansky said is BDS, this movement to, you know, boycott Israel and to destroy Israel and yeah. take up the cause of the Palestinians. He said BDS equals CRT. And he wanted the Americans who came with us to hear that. BDS, this attack on this anti-Semitic attack on Israel is BLM. And this is the common bond we have everywhere, which is the Soros-funded left, uh, Klaus Schwab and all these people, they are attacking the family and the church, the institutions, and the political leaders who matter. Why is Viktor Orban coming to America? He's a controversial guy. He gave a controversial speech. Um, you know, he's got his own words. They don't all work well within an American context, and he's trying to figure out how he explains what he means. Here's how I just put a thumbnail on it for everybody who's, even friends of mine who have texted me saying, what the hell are you doing? This is George Soros's arch nemesis, a man who grew up in George Soros's backyard. He, from George Soros's home country, is leading a charge against Soros's destruction of gender and the family and all the things that make civilization. And that is a very, very, very important voice. Look at what the major themes are around this world. And you find those themes being one of the most important battlefields is Hungary. And Americans better yes. wake up to the fact that these things have to be protected. Hang on one second. I'm going to keep you guys. I know you guys got to bounce, but just real quickly, take a quick break. Back with the schlaps. CPAC Dallas next. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's down to the midterms begins at CPAC, Texas. Join President Trump, Sean Hannity, Steve Bannon, and a packed house of conservative all-stars. With your help, we will take back the House. We will win the Senate. A big red wave is coming. It all starts at CPAC, Texas. Fire Pelosi. Save America. And then a Republican president will return to the White House. Who, who, who will that be? The American Conservative Union is responsible for the content of this advertising. Okay, we're going to go out to Arizona in a second. We got Jim Marchant, we got Mark Fincham, we have Carrie Lake. We're trying to track down Lara Logan. Uh, a big event today in Arizona, obviously a massive, massively important uh, primary 
on Tuesday, the railhead of kind of the hardest core of the Trump movement. So we're going to get into all that. Um, Matt, I want to finish up for good to Mercedes, talk about how people can participate, how they can come, how it can even come on a daily basis. If Victor Orban, sir, just came to this country and had a platform yeah. to speak to the American people about the Ukraine war, it would be worth all of CPAC just to That's bring right. him. It would be worth all of CPAC. He has not been wrong. He's spoken truth to power, and he's done more to attempt to save lives of the Ukrainian people, particularly right. civilian women and children, than any leader in NATO, Brussels, the city of London, D.C., anywhere. It's, it's a big part of what he's going to do is talk to us about the Ukraine war match lap. Well, look, he gave this seminal speech at uh, CPAC Hungary where he gave 12 steps for people who believe in uh, nationhood and believe in family and conservatism. And it was really a, he hit fake news. He hit these elite institutions. I want to say, look, he gave us two hours on his balcony overlooking the Danube. We had, uh, you know, uh, Candace Owens with us and her husband, and we had uh, Rick Santorum and Ben Ferguson and others. And you know, he gave us two hours and it was really interesting. And I said, why does everyone around the world think you're just like a Putin puppet? He goes, let me tell you, I've not met a Hungarian who likes the Russians. You know, we've been occupied by them. It's one of the reasons why they're critical of uh, of what's happening with all this uh, Muslim migration is because, you know, they were they were under their thumb for a part of their history and they want to be Hungarians. And let me tell you, it's six, nine million people. They have no port. They're reliant on this Russian energy. And so he called Putin in the beginning of all this and said, look, what you're doing is wrong. He called him out in his speech. He said, Russia's the aggressor and they're wrong. And Ukraine are the victims. Um, you know, so he set it up right. But we have to understand Russia's fossil fuel dominance in the area is being fueled by Joe Biden's crazy policies of the Green New Deal. He is making Vladimir Putin rich and he's making it because of our weakness. He's making him feel like he can, you know, go after uh, his, the, the conquest yep. that he's always wanted. Viktor Orban called him out in this speech. That being said, yeah. we have to be realistic. His people will freeze to death. If he goes out and starts voting for sanctions against Putin, et cetera. So the American left that is lecturing these Europeans and what they must do on every issue, it's 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 insulting to them. And I like the fact that Hungarians are going to do what's right for Hungary and Israelis are going to do what's what? right for Israel. Steve, it was your work with President Trump that pushed that message in Saudi Arabia, pushed that message uh, in Israel, pushed that message in Poland, pushed yeah. that message wherever President Trump went. By the way, breaking news this morning, uh, another gangster move by Putin and his guys told Latvia, hey, guess what? We got a problem with the pipeline. No gas. That, there it, you go. It, it, I put it up on Getter earlier. No gas. It's just, it's a full flex because you've, you've made yourself. That's right. Because of this radical transitioning process, they've made themselves vulnerable to the gangsters. When you're vulnerable to the gangsters, gangsters are going to do what gangsters do. And it's obvious. He speaks with gravitas and we need adults in the room to talk about this quite frankly even a lot of the neocons and i say conservative inc they had the pom-poms out for Zelensky, who we called a total fraud from the very beginning of this mercedes how do people get there how do they get information how do they see if it's a package that works for them we just want to make sure everybody's got full access to go make a decision themselves where do they go well, they go to conservative.org. We're selling multi-day tickets. We're also selling single-day tickets. President Trump is going to be uh, speaking on Saturday. We've also got conservative.org slash war room. And that, if you go there, uh, then you're 
going to be able to be invited to an exclusive event with uh, Steve Bannon. So we're very excited to have you with us, Steve. You'll be speaking at the Cattleman's Ball, which is a phenomenal event as well. That's Friday night. We might Uh, plug him in a few other places. Yes, yes. He doesn't know this, but, you know, we like to do some calls from... uh, from um, the huddle um, there. So, yeah. So, we're, uh, you know, so um, look, it's going to be what I love about CPAC is that these are patriotic Americans. They love this country. They know what's at stake. They want to be part of the fight. They just don't want to sit on the sidelines. And it's really inspirational when you're able to bring all these incredible conservative leaders together, uh, not only from America, but from across the globe, to be able to say, look, we know what's at stake. We're willing to fight for it. And we're willing to stop what we see being, whether it be the J6 witch hunt, whether it be uh, going after conservatives, whether it's being suppressing free speech in America. And we have to fight back. We can't just let things happen. Let the left take over. We've seen the damage they've done already. And the American people are waking up. Uh, fantastic. By the way, you know, MSNBC, the intelligence services, the Chinese Communist Party, Mediaite, they all watch the show, pick it apart. I just want to leave by saying that the schlaps are out with Bill Walton and who knows what they're cooking up. Who knows what they're cooking up it's out okay, there? But I'm sure Steve. It's Steve, we're well armed out here. Uh, we got everything. We better <laughs> Unbelievable. Guys, thank you very much. Uh, conservative.org. Go there right now and, uh, and, uh, and make sure we get everything slash war room. We're going to put it up on the Chiron. Make sure we get everything up there so people know all about CPAC. Guys, thank you very much. Thank you for taking time thank on you. Saturday to do it. See and thank you week. for Brother Walton. Let, thank you for Brother Walton letting us broadcast from there. <laughs> we okay. spent a lot of time here, to say the least. So, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's lovely. It's one of the most beautiful places up in Northern Virginia. Thank you, guys. Let's go to let's go out to Arizona, right? We got Marshant. Marshant's always on the move. Uh, tell us about. First off, we got a hundred days, brother. There's an article from NPR. I just put up in Getter that talks about the deniers, the election deniers, and where they stand. They're so angry with you now, Marshant, they won't even publish your name. They go, a guy in Nevada. <laughs> in Nevada. It's got, so, so, which is a good sign. It's a good sign. I think NPR just calls you the guy from Nevada. Um, where do we stand with 100 days out on the Secretary of State races for people that are fully for not simply voter integrity and make sure it never happens again, but also decertification? Well, we've got uh, our coalition members, as you know about. Uh, we still have a bunch of us that are going through primaries um, um, recently, or uh, the next ones to go down are uh, here in Arizona. We've got Mark Fincham, uh, one of our coalition members, uh, Carrie Lake, uh, also a coalition member. We need to make sure that the Arizonans get out and vote for them. And uh, as you know, our coalition We've got a lot of great MAGA America First candidates that are running for uh, mostly secretaries of state offices, but we've got uh, Governor in Pennsylvania, Senator Mastriano. Uh, we've got uh, Carrie Lake in Arizona, as I mentioned, and just all the other great uh, secretaries of state around the country. And if we get some of us elected or a lot of us elected, uh, we are going to fix our country because everybody knows or most people know that uh, the secretaries of state control the election process. And one of the things we're doing with our coalition is putting together the new election process that we're going to roll out all over the country. And we're uh, most uh, soon we're going to roll something out in Nye County. 
Uh, we actually have uh, our clerk uh, that's going to be appointed there, we believe, uh, Tuesday, actually. And we're going to get started with implementing our paper ballot with anti-counterfeit measures uh, built in, uh, precinct level voting, uh, precinct level vote counting, um, uh, get rid of the uh, ERIC, the Electronic Registration Information Center, the Soros-backed organization that maintains the voter rolls. Uh, we're going to do all of that all over the country. And uh, if we do that or when we do that, it literally is going to fix our country. These are the most important races in the country right now. And I can't stress that enough to everybody that's listening. Um, you know, go support our coalition. Uh, we need uh, all the support we can get. And, uh, and believe me, we're going to save our country if we if we get our candidates elected. So tell me about, you know, there's a ton of enthusiasm. People got their shoulder to the wheel. We got a fight up in Colorado now with the Tina Peters crusade. You got you've got uh, Lindell's down with uh, with Carrie Lake and, and Fincham in court on the machines in Arizona. What is going to go on today? Tell me about this event. Why is it important? Why is it just more than just a rally? I'm going to participate by video today. But tell, yes. tell folks what exactly is going to go on and what do you what do you, Jim Marchand, hope to accomplish? Well, one of, the, one of the things we're doing with our coalition is we go all over the country uh, educating people about what happened in 2020. Some of the things we're doing to try to uncover and uh, expose what happened. And then in addition, and probably more importantly, is provide solutions going forward in the future elections and making sure that the Americans, that Americans have confidence in their election system. As you know, most Americans do not have confidence in our election system at this point. And one of the reasons is it's so complicated and so convoluted that, you know, it takes a, a Ph.D. almost to to uh, run an election process. So we've got to simplify that. And I believe that we're coming up with one of the best systems in, in a long time in decades that's going to get back to the basics and going to make it simple and, and it's going to make it transparent. That's another thing that, that people don't like. They don't know what's going on inside of these uh, inside of the election process. And that's something that we're going to fix uh, ASAP once we get elected. I mean, after November, holy cow, if we get elected, um, you know, hold on because we're going to fix our country. But is there new is there new evidence coming? Are you going to present new evidence today in Arizona? Yes. Because Arizona is going to get decertified. Is there going to be new evidence presented? Yes, there is new evidence that's going to be uh, presented today, and I'm looking forward to seeing it myself. I don't know the details of it, but uh, yes, there is new stuff that's going to come out, and I'm um, looking forward to it. And that's the purpose of these forums is to uh, bring out new things, just like Colorado. We've got a lot of good stuff going on up there. We've got, even in my state in Nevada, we've got some good stuff going on there. So uh, that's what our forums do. It allows us to go to each state or, you know, area of the country and and um, expose and, and present new evidence. And, you know, the mainstream media says we don't have evidence. We definitely have evidence. We've offered it to them and they won't look at it. So, I'm offering it again. Anytime they want to take a look at it, we'll be there. So uh, we're is the, it, this. How do people, yeah. Yeah. How do people get, I want to know how do people get to the forum today? What's the site? And then how do they get to the, the, the site with the coalition? Yeah. So to get to the forum and buy tickets, go to um, ACCFEI.com. 
and uh, that'll get you to the website where you can uh, buy tickets and get information about the event, accfei.com, and that's F is in and Foxtrot. So uh, uh, go there. And then our coalition website is SOS for America, SOS, the number four, America.com. And we've got a brand new tab up there, shop, where you can buy some uh, great merchandise. We've got uh, these uh, uh, great hats and shirts and bumper stickers that say, uh, make elections fair again. And uh, really good. We'd like to encourage everybody to go buy some. It helps our coalition out. And of course, donate. Uh, we need the War Room Posse to step up and, and help us out because all of this money, every dime of this money goes to getting our candidates elected around the country. And uh, we need help. We're not uh, we don't have a George Soros backing us. So we need the yeah. grassroots to uh, to step up and help us. And boy, do we really appreciate it. Marchant, you're doing a great job. Coalition in this big event out in, in uh, Arizona Day. It's fantastic. Jim Marchant from the great state of Nevada. Thank you very much, running for Secretary of State. We're going to take a short break. The one and only, what I think it's the Guardian, calls him a contributor to the war room. Mark Fincham next from Arizona. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CC. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture join the marketplace of ideas the platform for independent thought has arrived superior technology no more selling your personal data no more censorship no more cancel culture enough getter has arrived it's time to say what you want the way you want download now the countdown to the midterms begins at CPAC, Texas. Join President Trump, Sean Hannity, Steve Bannon, and a packed house of conservative all-stars. With your help, we will take back the House. We will win the Senate. A big red wave is coming. It all starts at CPAC, Texas. Fire Pelosi. Save America. And then a Republican president will return to the White House. Who, who, who will that be? The American Conservative Union is responsible for the content of this advertising. Whether it's Arizona or Colorado, you got Tina Peters up in Colorado and the Warren Posse had her back that crusade and they're in a throwdown up there to get that uh, hand count, uh, physical hand count redone. Mark, they're down in Fincham and Lake or down in uh, Arizona in court on the machines and getting the machines ripped out. Mike Lindell's everywhere. Make sure you go to support Mike Lindell. MyPillow.com, promo code Warren. We got sales all over the place. Slippers on sale, sheets on sale. The classic pillow Walmart throughout $19.80. Can't get it in a big box. Can only get it mypillow.com at the worm. Go check it out. $19.80. And of course, buy one, get one free. Tons of sales. Just go check it out. Fincham, uh, brother, Fincham, here's the question. Huge thing. I'm going to get to this thing on, on Tuesday in Arizona, the primary. But what everybody wants to know is I hear what you guys and Marshawn, you guys got a great plan post November 8th. What are you going to do to ensure that particularly, let me throw out a random state, uh, Arizona, on November 8th, this is not being stolen like it was stolen in, 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 in 3 November 2020. We're in the process of fighting every day to get those electors decertified. What commitment does Mark Fincham, whose word is money good, have to say to the not just citizens of Arizona, but to the citizens of this country, that understand how important this election is, sir. 
Steve, that's a great segue into something that I've, I've meant to cover with you in the past. There is an app called Votify Now. That's the, look for that in the App Store, both on uh, the Apple and um, Android. Part of our plan, right now we're standing up a war room um, to monitor uh, votes that are coming in, both early voting and day of voting. <clears throat> As you know, um, we've seen this this rather odd algorithmic, algorithmic appearance of the way votes are counted early. Um, Votify Now turns every single viewer that you have in the in the posse into an evidence collector. Now, we've already got one man who just called randomly and said, look, I just got a ballot at my home where my middle name was changed. I've never used the middle name Miguel, yet... They changed, they sent me a third ballot, one for my, myself, one for my wife, and suddenly this third ballot shows up. So that's ballot fraud. And we're already collecting evidence. But Votify Now, when people put that app on their phone, they're able to take a picture of that so that we, can, we have a memorialized record to see the names of the people who are on uh, the vote cast record. What that means is we want to measure the number of fictitious ballots that are coming into the system, which gives us a cause of action to demand a hand recount and to identify those ballots that don't have signature envelopes. So that's just one fraud vector that we're working on. Now, the other one, uh, since you something about earlier today, I think it's interesting that the um, Colorado uh, County failed the logic and accuracy tests. I think that was yesterday or the day before. Out of four thousand ballots, twenty two hundred. What is of that? Them, what is, explain? Explain that. Uh, explain that uh, to the audience. What does that mean? Why is it important? That the, the number of votes and the number of ballots didn't match up. They used a machine, presumably Dominion, since it's Colorado. They used a machine to count ballots and count votes, and it didn't add up. It was off by a huge number. So we've got the same thing going on. And by the way, that's a hold on, hold on. It was off, but hang on, hang on. It was off by 53%, not like one or 2%. It was like half the votes. This was the right. Tina and Sharona on. How could that be? How can we be in this situation? We have a machine that could miss that, Mark Fincham. Well, it's intentional, Steve. I mean, the, the whole program is designed around a black box machine that we have to this day been barred from inspecting the code to find out exactly what's going on inside of it. That's why they call it a black box. You can't see what's inside of it. Now, here's an interesting fact. In Arizona, Dominion had to place into escrow their code. That means Katie Hobbs has the code available for inspection. Now, one would reason that if it has to be placed into escrow, there's a reason that it has to be placed into escrow. That would follow that we would have the right to inspect it if things are off. Well, of course, she's perfectly happy with the way our elections have turned out. So this is going to have to be a battle in court. We already know it. Um, um, that's the Kerry Lake Mark Fincham case in U.S. District Court to ban the use of those in the general. Now, that doesn't have any bearing other than the fact that we have now established a, a line in the sand that we have a problem. And we can point back to that until the court we want a hand count of all the ballots here in Arizona if things do not appear to track with, with polling. Right now, I'm polling at 32%. Um, the closest competitor is at about 11%. So we're, we've got momentum. We're, we're going to finish this thing strong. Of course, we can always use another contribution because we've got ads that are going to be running over the weekend.
Um, but we, we are in the process of standing up a war room so that we can spot the various broad vectors that at work here. Um, and I'm confident that we will have a, a pretty good handle on it. What do you hope to accomplish today, this, this event in Arizona, new evidence? What does what Mark Fincham hope to see come out of it, sir? Well, the new evidence. I mean, we, we continue to hear, and, and God bless you in this platform, you're one of the few sources, public sources, to get information out to the voters that is complete and accurate. Now, well, it's incomplete because we're still uncovering more and more evidence. So today we expect to see more evidence that has not yet been disclosed. Um, I, I got a, a short briefing on it from the gunny this morning. Um, it's going to be an eye popper. So I, I urge people, if you are in Scottsdale or in Phoenix, you're going to want to get a ticket for this. And by the way, this is not the tickets are not to make money. The tickets are to cover cost. Um, Shelby Bush and, and Steve and her crew, um, they've been putting this together on, on a shoestring. And I'm so excited that we've got this. Mark, 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 Mark hang on, can you hang on for one second? I know you're very busy. You're you're uh, I think at the, your capital office. Short break. We got Kerry Lake. We got the great Mark Fincham. We're talking about Arizona, but Arizona s s talks to larger issues. It's like when you talk about uh, Orban, it's about Soros and everywhere that he has his hands. Okay, short break. Back in a moment. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CC. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. 
Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us.